Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for September the 8th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. The checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. One of the great peaceful solutions we have at our fingertips and we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, hour one of two. Wow. All right, yesterday we were doing TV, so we had a rebroadcast. We're still working on the simulcast solution, by the way. But I was on the Sheriff Mack show uh, with him, and uh, that's on Brighty on TV if you want to check that out. That happens every Tuesday. We're trying to make the second hour of the show simulcast with radio, so give us a couple of weeks. We'll get that done. Uh, But last Saturday, I was live. Monday, I took a break because it was the uh, holiday. And I was out of town. But Saturday we were live and we covered some incredible topics. We talked about booster shots. Health officials are saying not so fast. Yeah, federal officials have told the White House that, hey, you know what? You guys can't go so fast on pushing booster shots to the general public. You know what? We haven't even gathered. We haven't even collected. And we have not reviewed all the necessary data. So my question to you is why would the White House be going so fast on promoting and pushing booster shots when the scientific community, when the medical community, they say we haven't even collected, much less analyzed, reviewed all the data necessary. Why would the Biden administration be going so fast to force boosters? There's an agenda here at the helm, ladies and gentlemen. This is more proof. Every day we get more proof of their hostile agenda against the society. It is out of control. Daniel Horowitz, for example, documenting now that the CDC endorsed the use of ivermectin for Afghan refugees. So while they're telling you and I, oh, don't play with that horsey medicine. Oh, man, how dare you to think that ivermectin helps and will work and all this kind of stuff. Oh, man, it's not even safe. It's not even effective. They want to go on and say, right? And now we find out they've been giving it to the refugees for years. In 2015, we now find out that, you know what, it's been deemed safe and effective in humans. And they know all this, but they lie. And you say, wait a minute, Sam, hold on, you're not being fair. They give this to the refugees, you know, in case they have worms or scabies or something else. And it doesn't work for what you're wanting it to work for. I understand the argument, okay? But let me break this down for you really quick. There's two discussions here. One is if if the ivermectin works to solve or reduce or cure, do I dare say that word, cure uh, the COVID, okay? One is, does ivermectin cure the COVID? They claim no. We say yes. I'm living proof that it's yes. We'll get into that in a second. But I digress. The issue they claim is it's not even safe. People are overdosing left and right. It's horsey medicine. It's crazy. Don't you dare take it. It'll kill you. Well, that's where the lie falls apart with your government the government that said it was safe and effective for the treatment of certain things now let's say i use an off treatment protocol that doesn't mean that it's less safe 
We might debate the effectiveness. But on the safety issue, they lose. They said it was safe and effective in humans in 2015. They've been also giving it to the refugees in mass. So how can they then claim it's not safe and compare it to horsey medicine and mock doctors who give it, try to outlaw it, mock people who take it, because they're lying to you and we just caught them at their lies. Their documentation shows it's safe. Now we can talk about the different uses of the drug. You can say the government has not approved this drug for use in the treatment of COVID. That's fine. They haven't approved the vaccines in the treatment of COVID either. Yeah, they're experimental. Oh no, Sam, they approved that a couple of weeks ago. Lies again. Stop it already. You're lying to me. They approved a different name, a different but similar vaccine. You can say, oh, no, it's the same. Then why are they still giving the <clears throat> experimental? Why are they still giving the emergency use authorization version, not the version that was approved then? They don't even have the version that's approved available for you to take, ladies and gentlemen. Something's amiss, and they're lying to you. Do you got it? Good. By the way, the antibody test now, they blatantly admit a year and a half, almost two years later, they've confirmed, they cannot confirm if you have COVID protection. USA Today is saying this, not me. They're saying the antibody test can't be dependable, can't be reliable, can't tell you if you're safe or not. You want to know why they can't tell you that, ladies and gentlemen? Did you know that the level of antibodies needed to provide protection for an individual is unknown? Let me repeat that critical phrase back to you again. Do you understand? They don't know how many antibodies, they don't know a level of antibodies that need to be in your body to protect you from the cocoa. They don't know the number. So then how can they say vaccines are safe and effective? They say vaccines boost your antibodies. But after you take the vaccine, then they can't run a test to tell you how much you should have for protection. So how can they say the viruses, I'm sorry, the vaccines are safe and effective? If you don't know how much antibodies need to be in your body to be effective, then how do you know that a vaccine that boosts your antibodies are effective? If you can't take a test to know because they don't know what level it ought to be. Just think of it as zero to 100 for stupid people like me, okay? If they don't know what number they're trying to achieve, let's say that I have zero antibodies. Let's say that I take the vaccine and now I have 25 antibodies. Top's 100, right? Is that enough? Well, we don't know. All right, let's say I have 50. Well, is that enough? We don't know. Let's say I have 75. Is that enough? Well, we don't really know. What if I have 100? Well, we don't really know. Then how do you know the vaccine is effective? Because you don't know, right? See the lie they've just admitted to, ladies and gentlemen? You see the trap and the dishonesty? Now, let's say that I have natural immunity because I got the COVID virus, and, well, by golly, I recovered. Thank the good Lord. That actually happened to me. Maybe this isn't just a discussion in theory. Maybe it's a discussion in reality, right? Almost died. All right, now, come on back to the discussion. Do I have enough antibodies? Well, we don't really know. Well, why don't I take a test? Well, the test will show you how many antibodies you have, but we don't know what to compare it to to know if you have immunity or you have protection. Well, then how do you know if anything is safe and effective? You have no gauge, no reference point whatsoever because you don't know. Anyway, there you have that. I digress. I'm just going off because it, it makes me livid the lies that they're telling and that the people buy these lies. New law makes skipping the national anthem at pro sports games in Texas a punishable offense. So if you skip the national anthem at your sporting event, it's a punishable offense. I think that is a crime. I'm not for skipping the national anthem. I'm for respect for America. But you know what? If they want to skip it, let them. Who cares? 
They have the freedom to do that, don't they? Anyway, what a shame. Social Security is seen as falling into the red in 12 years. That's a disaster awaiting to happen, but it's been a socialist, communist <clears throat> Ponzi scheme since the start, right? I don't know why we even have the program, but nevertheless, we're all hooked on it and forced to live by it, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to go into the red sooner than later. I sure hope I get mine when it's my turn, huh? Is that the attitude we all have? What a disgrace. Tim Tebow, good news, already has a major gig, a new job. ESPN announced on Thursday that the former NFL quarterback, I guess he got let go from the Jaguars. He's going to be now on the broadcast with Stephen A. Smith. Good for you, Tim. That's pretty neat. I like that. Ty Smith destroys critical race theory to the board of Blooming, Bloomington School District, District 87. Ty Smith, the black man, destroys critical race theory. Also, black Colorado dad, Derek Wilburn, slaughters critical race theory and convinces his school board to ban it, shows how it's absolutely a disaster. Good for these two black gentlemen. I support them 100%. Glad we're all Americans standing together for the truth, huh? We also talked about McDonald's has dropped the company's required age for employment to 14 years. The problem is they can't get enough staff over there at McDonald's because they're not willing to pay enough. But I got a question. Whatever happened to all those robots that were going to make hamburgers? Didn't they tell you about the bot burger or the burger bot? I thought that was going to save us all. The burger bot, pretty soon you're going to get Big Macs for a buck because the burger bot can just crank them out so fast. Don't even need humans in there anymore. Whatever happened to that? That was what they were telling you two, three years ago. Don't worry, the bots are taking over. You probably won't have a job in a couple of years. Now they're going, by golly, we've got to hire 14-year-olds. Okay. Ah, oh, there you have it. That's a recap, ladies and gentlemen, of the broadcast that took place on Saturday. Monday, we had a break and a holiday. Tuesday, we are live on TV. We're working on the simulcast, and now we're live. And our good brother, Larry Pratt, discussion of all things Liberty, back on your radio. Welcome, sir. And good morning to you. Glad to know that you're still among us, Sam. Thanks so much. Uh, bottom line is I almost died from COVID. Uh, I went to the hospital twice, couldn't breathe, couldn't live without oxygen. And I struggled to find a doctor that would prescribe ivermectin. The hospitals basically said, we can't do anything more for you. Just go and tough it out. Uh, glad you got oxygen. Um, and that's all they would do. Uh, anyway, long what story short, 104. The, uh, first the, do the no harm. The doctors, the no, doctors stop. They don't, they don't believe in that. If you're not vaccinated, buddy, here's the attitude for you. No vaccine, no compassion, brother. Yeah, do no harm, huh? No, well, doesn't seem like that's the, the, the way they think anymore. Yeah, so I went to the hospital twice, went home, struggled to find a doctor to give me ivermectin, finally got the right doctor, got ivermectin, got off oxygen within hours, and uh, ivermectin and docicycline saved my life, sir. I don't care what the mainstream press or your government tells you or how they mock it as horsey medicine or anything else. I'm telling you, it saved my life, and I got off oxygen within hours of taking it. When we come back, we'll have Larry Pratt respond to that. And we got a whole lot of news that I was refused to use to talk about today, baby. I'm telling you, it's packed full. It just gets better. It's like fine wine in the news, isn't it? It just gets better with time. I mean, it's crazy. Some of this stuff you can't even make up. All right, Larry Pratt with me. Liberty Roundtable Live. I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. 
As a teenager, I gave my first public speech in my church. My hand shook, my heart pounded. I thought to myself, I can't do this, but somehow I did. And because I wanted to talk about things that were important, I persisted. I chided my church as a senior in high school for not seeming to care about the not yet born, for looking the other way and for not taking a stand on life. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Back with you, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Larry Pratt on your radio with me. So I literally went to the hospital twice. The doctors couldn't do anything for me. Believe it or not, I even said I need something more for my lungs. Uh, I, I just need some kind of. And the doctors like, well, what do you, what do you want me to give you? You know. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I, 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 the problem is I'm, I'm, I'm coughing, and it just, it really hurt. I can't deal with the coughing. It racks my body. It's not productive. It really wears me out. And he's like, well, I can give you some cough syrup. He's like, eventually, he looks at me and he's like, what would you recommend? I mean, we're literally to that point of unwillingness to treat unvaccinated people. I almost died, but thanks to ivermectin and docilcycline uh, and God Almighty, of course, uh, I'm alive, Larry Pratt. How, how do you respond? to that against the mainstream press's narrative. I think in, in many states, doctors are very much afraid to do anything outside the norm. And what you may have been experiencing was doctors that, uh, even if they knew better, uh, and they may or may not have, I don't, I don't know exactly what the, your facts were, but uh, even if they had known, uh, it's possible that the medical society in your state would have come down on them like a ton of bricks. Uh, there's a, a kind of a uniformity that's required, and sometimes that's fine. You know, it, it uh, uh, keeps people from doing dangerous things, and I guess that's the whole idea behind it. But goodness, uh, at the end of the day, uh, do no harm, and the patient uh, should be able – I mean, he's – uh, you shouldn't facilitate the patient getting a gun to consume. So, but if he wants to have an aspirin instead of something else, well, for goodness sakes, let him have the, uh, what it is he's asking for. 
It is it is hard to know how to respond to this because I agree that doctors uh, are being beat up over this, but at the same time, you know, doctors have a creed first do no harm. Yep. And at some point, Larry Pratt, though, this borders on criminal, though. If doctors are afraid to do what they've been trained to do, then you got to really kind of ask yourselves, where are we on this thing? For example, Joe Rogan now being attacked uh, for taking ivermectin. Now, here's what Joe Rogan says. You guys are crazy. I threw everything that we know, modern medicine, at it. I was sick. I proved I had it. I took everything that I could, and a few days later, I'm testing negative. Say what you want to, but I'm defending modern medicine and what got me well. I'm in the same boat as Joe Rogan. I didn't take as many things as he did because I don't have the kind of funding he has. But I did do my best, and as soon as I got these alternative treatments, to block these treatments in the, using the media and for the government and, and Fauci and all these people to stand against these treatments when they know full well they work and when they're giving them to refugees – and when they know that ivermectin is safe, they even said so themselves in their own documentation. Uh, Larry, at some point, your government has become our enemy. Uh, very much so. And I think we just have to be willing to, to go on our own. Uh, you, you can go online and you can get things like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin online. be delivered right to your door. Uh, in one case, the hydroxychloroquine that I found um, turned out it came from India, so it took about three weeks. So um, I, if anybody's thinking about uh, uh, preparing for the worst case to have to deal with COVID or even, for that matter, a serious cold, um, and you want to use something like ivermectin, better get it now uh, because you know, don't know how long it's going to take to come. Uh, and uh, you may live in a state where uh, it's even illegal for the pharmacist to uh, to uh, fill a, such a prescription if it was legal for the doctor to give the prescription. There's a lot of different ways they can try to block you, but if you deal directly and do it in the mail, uh, probably you're going to be able to take care of business, and uh, that's what we've done in, in my household. Well, I think that's wise <clears throat> to do that in your own household. But they're gearing us up to not only just deal with the COVID, they're going to continue to have different variants of COVID, but they're going to lock us down. They're going to force us to get vaccinated. They're going to use this as their push, literally, for tyranny, Larry. They're not going to let this go. They find that the people cave to it too easy. People get all paranoid and, and believe everything. Oh, don't take horsey medicine. Go get your vaccine. That's your only choice. And if you're not vaccinated, we need to persecute you because you're the bad guy getting everybody sick. But now they release this headline. Ready? A virus deadlier than COVID emerges in India. India is moving fast to contain the spread of, and I don't know how to say this virus, N-I-P-A-H, NIPA. They say the NIPA virus reports CBS News. They say, and while it's not as contagious as COVID, it's much deadlier. So now they're working on other viruses that just reemerged. And you got to really start to ask these questions. Are they literally promoting this virus? Did the gain-of-function research that Anthony Fauci was involved in, did they literally partner with the Chinese to intentionally release this virus? The more the government stands against natural, normal 
treatments that have proven safe and effective. The more the government stands against those and mocks us for get, trying to get those when we're sick as could be, when life and death is at stake, and the more the government basically jettisons those things, literally trying to outlaw ivermectin, trying to prevent doctors from getting it, et cetera, et cetera, you got to start to believe they literally not only gain-of-function research created it as a bioweapon, but they intentionally released it. The more they go against the people on this, the more I have to believe that. Larry, have, have I lost my mind? Uh, no, from what I've seen, it's becoming uh, increasingly clear uh, that what was initially uh, a, a crazy theory that it uh, would have originated in a, a laboratory uh, now is uh, almost, I think, commonly accepted. Yeah, it did originate in a laboratory in China. The only argument would be, did it accidentally get out or was it intentionally released? Well, knowing the Chinese Communist government, I would say quite possibly it was intentionally released. They certainly knew how dangerous this Wuhan flu was because you could fly from Wuhan to any place in the West where they already had air connections, uh, no problem. But if you wanted to fly from Shanghai to Wuhan, no flights. Uh, they were isolating that city where the virus had gotten its its start from all of the rest of China, but not the rest of the world. The heck with the rest of the world. <laughs> all the moves from the communist Chinese and all the moves from the United States literally seem to be in lockstep, though. Why would the United States of America make it hard for us to get safe and effective treatments? Why would they do that? Well, possibly because uh, Anthony Fauci seems to have been tied at the hip with a big bunch of money. Uh, Which is fine, but fire that fool. Disgrace him for his lies and his dishonesty. Throw him in prison. Press criminal charges against him. That's fine. But the rest of us want to get well. The rest of us want to use safe and effective treatments that we know work. And you're uh, living proof of that. Um, so happily, you were able to beat the system, but it wasn't easy. And, Amen. Uh, and I hate to be so hard on the government on this. I realize that the government, the proper role of government is still good, but there's rogue agents now that have taken over, and literally your government has become your enemy. If you get sick with COVID, just know that your government will fight you tooth and nail, everything to prevent you getting well. Then they'll run around and claim that you're overwhelming the hospitals. They'll run around and claim, claim there's too many deaths. Therefore, they got to create draconian laws to lock you down. And you know what? If you disagree with that, you're dubbed a terrorist. You're dubbed an, an enemy to the state. You're okay. These people have gone flat out rogue, and they've got to be stopped. This is insanity. Well, uh, <laughs> having been through what you've been through, I think uh, you're quite a living testimony to the, that's what we're dealing with. Uh, they, they are, they are, um, they're following some sort of guideline that is not any longer do no harm. Uh, they, uh, they're thinking bureaucratically. And of course, now we're talking, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Uh, he's sort of the bureaucrats bureaucrat. And, uh, he's, by the way, he's one of the highest paid bureaucrats. I saw, that his salary is about $380,000 a year. I didn't even know that a federal bureaucrat could make that much money, but uh, somehow he figured out how to do that. And uh, he's uh, very well paid, but doesn't necessarily produce as well as he's paid. 
Anyway, I don't mean to be, I know it's hard on some of my guests when I start to go this forceful against the criminality in the government. But I look at this and I say, you know what? <clears throat> I laid there for literally 20 days and couldn't breathe and almost died. Why? Because they wouldn't give me what works and what's safe and effective. And any doctor that recommends it, they ruin their careers and marginalize them as a bunch of quacks and kooks. Why would your government do that if they're on the up and up? Larry Pratt's with me. This is one of the one and only Liberty Roundtable live talk show. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Four of the five Guantanamo Bay detainees set free by President Barack Obama are now high-ranking officials in the new all-men Afghanistan government. Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan on Fox News says this is just par for the Biden administration. It shouldn't surprise us. I mean, I'm thinking about the president. 13 service members killed, Americans left behind, allies left behind, billions of dollars of equipment and weapons left behind. Some of the Afghans coming here haven't been properly vetted. He calls that all an extraordinary success. So I guess we shouldn't be surprised when now terrorists, people who have been let go and everything else are running the very organization that this State Department and this administration is trying to negotiate with. It makes absolutely no sense, but nothing this administration does makes any sense. So while it's frightening, while it's scary, frankly, it's not surprising. The Biden administration is taking a wait and see approach. They say they will judge the new government by their actions. USA Radio News. Nielsen says more than 30 million Americans are now tuning in to Newsmax TV. It's one of the biggest media stories. Newsmax is available on all major cable systems. And if you cut the cord and don't get cable, you can still get Newsmax. Find it on your smart TVs like Samsung, LG, and more. Just go to your smart TV channel guide or download the free Newsmax app. Newsmax also streams free on Roku, Zumo, Pluto, Amazon Fire, or TiVo. And 7 million people have the Newsmax app on on their smartphone. It takes seconds to download it on your phone and there's no paywall or subscription. So watch Newsmax for breaking news anytime, anywhere. President Trump says Newsmax is really good and Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. Find out why tens of millions of Americans are watching Newsmax TV and going to Newsmax.com for breaking news. It's a source you can trust. Newsmax is real news for real people. When all is said and done, voting integrity has returned to the state of Texas. Tim Berg reports. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is signing an election bill into law. The Republican governor telling reporters it's a great bill because it expands early voting to 12 days, noting it's longer than President Biden's home state of Delaware. Abbott saying the bill will also make it harder for ballot harvesting and will withstand any legal challenges. Whenever laws like this are passed, uh, the first thing the Democrats do as they run to the courthouse and try to challenge it, I feel extremely confident uh, that when this law makes it through the litigation phase, it will be upheld. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. A California Gold Star mother, Shauna Chapel, whose Marine son was killed during America's botched withdrawal from Afghanistan, has invited President Trump to her child's funeral. Mr. Trump contacted the woman to praise her son, but did not say if he would attend. USA Radio News.
with news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Larry Pratt. I don't mean to go off so much on the COVID, but ladies and gentlemen, this makes me mad. And I'll tell you why. is because America, has, America, ladies and gentlemen, has really crossed the Rubicon on this one. I mean, we're really out of control now. We have jettisoned the first do no harm. We have taken your medical professionals and we have scared the, the heck out of them to the point where they don't dare speak up for treatments they know, solutions they know that will save lives. All right? And they literally are afraid, as, uh, as uh, Larry Pratt wisely brought up, Many of them are afraid. Many of them don't know the real truth for solutions because of the propaganda of your government in bed with the media. But here's the bottom line. It is life and death, and I almost died for no reason. And that's really the bottom line here. I'm not saying the hospital staff are my enemy. They're my neighbors, and a lot of them are great people. And, you know, I think that in many ways they did their best for me, but they don't know the solutions. And if they do know the solutions, they may be afraid to share the solutions with me for fear of serious repercussions. But we're creating a crisis across America to prove the point even further. Uh, those medical professionals who do not want to take the vaccination, there's a lot of them because they know how damaging the vaccines can be. Anyway, they're literally firing those people all across the country. While they're getting rid of capable medical personnel by the thousands across the country, they're then claiming that they don't have enough room in hospital beds. Or they don't have enough hospital beds because, well, they don't have the staff to treat everybody. Well, of course they don't have the staff to treat everybody because they fired them all. They fired them all because they're mandating a vaccine. A vaccine that's not safe and not effective, doesn't work. All right? But it gets worse. Then they're literally running around, ladies and gentlemen, and telling you and I that hospitals are overwhelmed. But yet, if I want to get ivermectin and docycycline so I don't need to go to the hospital, oh, no, that's horse poop. Don't take that. Are, are you crazy? What are you? Okay, somehow your government has become your enemy. It is insane. Well, we don't value life when it comes to COVID. We just want to say, oh, there's 600,000 deaths. You better take the vaccination and get big pharma and make them rich and not focus on the real solutions at all. Why your government has become an enemy in this, I don't know. But now governments are becoming enemies over another topic. Listen to this. I guess the head of a video game studio had to step down on Monday, Larry, because he spoke out in support of the Texas Heartbeat Act on Saturday. Guy's name is John Gibson, and he left his position of CEO of this uh, big gaming corporation uh, because he decided to speak out. It's called Tripwire Interactive. And John Gibson was CEO of this place, uh, and he basically wanted to speak out in defense of pro-life. And basically he did so, and then they literally had his head, and they said, look, we don't agree with that. We're going to go ahead and take action and get rid of this whacked-out guy that's pro-life. And he said, I don't care if they fire me. Somebody's got to stand up for the babies. Larry? It uh, is a kind of totalitarian thinking that um, I, I never thought would be happening in this country, and certainly not in my lifetime. It's almost uh, something out of 1984, the dystopian novel uh, that uh, wrote about uh, these kinds of terrible things, and uh, Orwell, uh, the author, thought that it 
perhaps would be so far ahead he could talk about 1984 because he wrote uh, around the time of the Second World War. Uh, well, uh, it didn't happen in 1984, and I remember some of the liberal pundits just, oh, oh, oh. so Orwell really had a very uh, spicy imagination, didn't he? <laughs> Look how he, how wrong he got that. And it struck me at the time, if that's the way they're handling it, we're closer than I thought. This is back in 1984. Well, uh, <laughs> You can't even uh, laugh about it now because, uh, no, we're we're there. And if you disagree with uh, many of the orthodoxies of our time, you're in real trouble. As this poor uh, CEO, who no doubt was making big bucks, and, and what does it matter what a, a gaming executive thinks uh, about a, a bill to protect babies uh, that they passed in Texas? Uh, even unborn babies. Uh, this is, um, uh, it shows, it has nothing to do with the product that the company is making, uh, but that's or Or, kind of, Larry, or his ability to lead as a CEO. Exactly. Uh, lots of people have uh, divergent views about lots of things, and they don't mean that because I think that that's a really strange idea that that person has that they're not going to be able to produce whatever it is the company is doing. Uh, it just means that, okay, uh, we all have ideas that, uh, that we don't necessarily all sign up to uh, and, and go along with. Uh, and this guy thought, uh, <laughs> silly him, that we're in America where, where we have a First Amendment. Well, the First Amendment means now um, that you're free to agree with everything I say, and uh, you'd better or else. And uh, the idea that uh, the I, I agree with some Frenchman, I guess, but anyway, the idea that we'll defend to the death uh, uh, your right to say something, even if I don't agree with it, well, that's a long time ago. Yeah, here's the interesting thing about it. He stepped down after supporting the Texas Heartbeat Act. Tripwire went ballistic, ladies and gentlemen. Tripwire issued a statement on Monday apologizing for Gibson's comments and expressed a commitment to take swift action against him. Then they went on to say, hey, this guy has jettisoned the values of our whole company. What are the values? They would say it's pro-choice for women to choose their bodies as they want. My body, my choice. When it comes to the vaccines, we don't have a my body, my choice mantra. But when it comes to murdering babies, we do. So I guess this um, group that poor John Gibson had to leave, Tripwire Interactive, I guess they're just pro-death, pro-murder the babies. And they fire John. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the world we have now entered. They love pro-death. Hey, if you don't take the vaccine, die then. Don't care. You're a baby. Mom doesn't want you. Never wanted you anyway. Kill him. Don't care. Baby gets delivered. Let's plot its death. Make it comfortable while we do so. Don't care. This is the, this is, I'm telling you right now, this is where we're going, Larry Pratt, in America. Well, we're just about there. Um, that's uh, uh, the governor of Virginia. Um, was the very one proposing, a medical doctor, by the way, uh, that, well, if a child is born that you're uh, not sure you want to keep, well, you 
just put it aside on a table and we'll keep it comfortable. And then we'll have a discussion with the mother and we'll see uh, what ultimately she wants to do. Meaning, he didn't quite say it, but if you want, we'll just starve the little critter to death and get it out of the way. And I'm predicting, ladies and gentlemen, if we have this attitude about life, it's going to get worse. Let me give you an example. What if I couldn't find a doctor that could give me ivermectin uh, because they basically outlawed or they prevent pharmacies from distributing it or they prevent doctors from prescribing it by law or whatever else? I literally very well could have died unless I found some other treatment. What if they literally try to outlaw and block all these treatments? You could say, oh, well, that won't happen, Sam. Okay. But what if they are releasing these viruses like I'm suggesting them and a virus more deadlier than COVID emerges? It's done so in India already. They say they're moving fast to try to contain it, but all that means is it'll spread faster than ever before. It's kind of like the war on drugs, you know, but it's called the Nipah virus or Nipah virus. Don't know. Uh, anyway, but they say this one is, well, it's not as contagious as the COVID, but it's much more deadly. Um, so what's going to happen is these variants happen and the government literally intentionally restricts our ability to find healing solutions. Then what, Larry? In the past, um, the annual flu was known to uh, change over the course of time. And that was a, a significant reason why vaccines were not developed, because uh, by the time you think you caught up with it, it already had had changed. Uh, so we're dealing with the same thing. They're already talking about uh, the Delta variant. And I've even heard about the Gamma uh, variant. Uh, okay, fine. Uh, let's uh, then have an approach. If we really are uh, trying to do no harm, let's encourage people to uh, uh, use ivermectin, which uh, has a pretty good track record. Uh, and it's certainly not a harmful medicine. Same with hydroxychloroquine. It's been used for other purposes, uh, literally for decades, with no harm. So even if you uh, don't get successful results in uh, uh, hydroxychloroquine, it won't hurt you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live, Larry Pratt, Sam Bushman, always on your radio with hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration.
Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Larry Pratt. We're talking about two related issues. One is the COVID and the government literally preventing people from getting health care that could save their lives. Very serious. We're also talking about John Gibson, this game maker CEO that stood up for the Heartbeat Act in Texas, saying it's wonderful for pro-life. They literally fired him over it. So we're pro-death when it comes to the COVID. <clears throat> Although we claim we want to stop deaths, that's why you got to stay in your house. But when it comes to real treatments, they deny them to you. Uh, and then uh, you, well, if you die, I guess it's just a casualty of the coronavirus. Nevertheless, many of these deaths are preventable. So they're pro-death in many ways. So you remember how we told you about the gentleman by the name of Jeffrey Smith that's in the hospital with COVID. He's on a ventilator. His wife, Julie Smith, has been trying to... Uh, help and the hospital says we can do nothing for you now if the ventilator doesn't save your life we just don't know what to say sorry so julie said well why don't we give him ivermectin and they said are you crazy that's like horse poop we're not doing that and she said come on it's there's no other choice you don't have any other options please no way we're not doing that um i will sign a document that'll make sure that you're not um liable in any way for this no, we won't do it. So she goes and finds a frontline doctor that prescribes ivermectin. So she goes back in with the prescription and says, I've got a prescription from a legitimate doctor. Can you carry this out? Absolutely not. She then gets lawyers and goes to court. And the judge rules, yes, the hospital, if they don't have any other choices, in the interest of saving life, must give ivermectin. So for the last 14 days, Jeffrey has received ivermectin, and he's doing much better, they say. He's not out of the hospital yet because, again, he got ivermectin so late, and once you get on a ventilator, it's virtually curtains. But nevertheless, uh, then the government and the hospital go back to court again, and now you got a reversal of a previous order. Hospital cannot be forced to administer ivermectin to COVID-19 patient Jeffrey Smith. So now the hospital's all delighted because they won. And a judge in Ohio basically reversed the decision. And they say the wife didn't prove that it was vital or necessary. They could move him to a different hospital. Um, Gregory Howard ruled that the hospital must give this, uh, you know, ivermectin. Now they're ruling against that. Mr. Oscar, whatever, it's a more, what they call it, a more permanent ruling. Saying, hey, the medical and scientific communities don't support ivermectin. 
the plaintiff haven't hasn't shown that irrevocable uh, injury won't occur without the hospital doing this. It's not an effective treatment. Then this court cannot find by clear and convincing evidence that irreparable injury will occur without forcing the prescription. <clears throat> anyway, Henry Waxel, the frontline doctor, said Jeffrey Smith is getting better on ivermectin. Anyway, then they go on and say letting judges dictate medical treatment is not a good idea. As a citizen, you think it would be good to try to help people, but he referenced how the late Supreme Court Justice Anthony Scalia was clear that he abhorred burning the American flag, but yet you can't stop people from burning it. That's what they compare it to. The ruling came in response for an emergency motion for a preliminary injunction. So literally the spokeswoman for University Cincinnati Health say we respect the expertise of our clinicians and therefore we're not going to do it. We don't have any evidence that ivermectin will do enough good, etc. But here's the problem with all this, Larry Pratt. The problem is the vaccines don't have any factual evidence. In fact, they're under experimental emergency use now. Why can't we have emergency use for ivermectin? Bottom line is now you got the hospitals and the courts literally going against people for getting treatments that doctors in America are recommending. You've got a serious problem. Now they're at war with us. Larry? And um, the whole idea that a vaccine is going to do the job, uh, we've had an annual flu in this country every year. And that's what annual flus do. And they've not been able to come up with a, a successful vaccine because by the time they develop one that might be successful, the flu has already moved on. We've already been talking about uh, the various variants of the coronavirus. Well, that's a, uh, nothing unusual. Uh, flus do that. And uh, the, the, it's a moving target. And to assume that it's not uh, is a big mistake. That's not good medical practice. Uh, and they have decades of experience with flus uh, changing their nature uh, somewhat over time. And so uh, that's why they've never had a successful uh, vaccine. Uh, it's a, it's a, a search that's going to keep on going and apparently never ending. Uh, and meanwhile, as you say, there's something that uh, exists uh, uh, for a few bucks. Uh, you can get uh, ivermectin. Happily, you can still get it online. And I would recommend to people that uh, they maybe go get some now while that is still available. And uh, they haven't taken that away. And uh, just go ahead and take care of business. And then we'll, we'll try to get on to these politicians as soon as we can and and you know if you want to get reelected then stop being such a jerk uh, about things that can save people's lives um maybe ivermectin doesn't work does it hurt anybody well we know for years and years and years when it's been used uh, for off-label reasons it never did hurt anybody same with hydroxychloroquine uh, and yet uh, there are states where pharmacists can get themselves in real trouble if they fill a prescription 
for uh, hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. Uh, This is a uh, kind of Soviet style of thinking that doesn't belong here in America. Well, there you have it. And uh, this stuff is bordering on criminal. This is this is serious, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Rand Paul has sent a criminal referral. All right. So a trove of newly released documents detailing U.S. funded coronavirus research in China prior to the COVID-19 pandemic shows that Dr. Anthony Fauci flat out lied. Documents published by The Intercept on Sunday shows that Fauci's organization, um, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, NIAID, if you will, provided federal funds to the U.S. nonprofit Group EcoHealth Alliance and the Wuhan Institute of Virology to construct laboratory-generated SARS and MERS-related coronaviruses that demonstrates what they call enhanced pugenicity in humanized mice cells. In other words, they literally not only funded, but achieved gain-of-function capabilities. Then we're supposed to believe that it came from a meat market? Hello, people. It was created by your government, led by Anthony Fauci, with your tax dollars in bed with the communists. And I'm submitting to you they released it on purpose. Why do I say that? Because if you really were trying to save lives everywhere, I'd believe you're on our side. But when you literally say and lie and cover up and do all these things, and then I try to get help help to save my life, and you literally deny that help, then I got to question what side you're on. I really do. And you can say, Sam, you've gone too far in your criticism. I don't think so. You've got 650,000 plus people dead, right? In America. And what, a couple of million around the world? Because they're not telling the truth about when, who, what, when, where, why, all that, right? They're lying to you. And then when I expose it, they say, oh, Sam, you're a terrorist. Or, oh, Sam, you have no proof. All right, they told you that it came from a meat market for a year and a half. Now we're finding out, no, it did not. They created gain-of-function, not only research, but gain-of-function capability, ladies and gentlemen. They achieved their research goals. And Fauci lied. Your government lied. Trump tried to look into the origins. They shut it down. I try to get well. They say, no, Sam, sorry. You're not going to take no horse poop. Come on now. Die, Sam, die. Well, if they didn't kill me as a baby, they're trying to kill me as an adult now. And at some point, Larry Pratt, I hate to be so bold about this, but at some point you can come to no other conclusion. Stock up on your ivermectin uh, would be one uh, conclusion from this. You can still buy it online. Same with hydroxychloroquine. Um, So these are avenues that are still open to us. And then while we still have breath... Uh, yeah, let's go take care of these politicians uh, that seem to think that uh, human life, fellow Americans' uh, lives, really don't mean very much. It's more important to keep the dollars flowing for people like Dr. Fauci. 
There you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, Larry, can you stay with me the next hour? I'd be happy to. All right. I got a lot more to cover, ladies and gentlemen, relating to these two topics. One, this pro-life agenda in Texas. Uh, How the government and everybody's literally, all the liberals have lost their minds over this. How the battle for babies is on about life and death. How the battle for you and I about life and death is on. And every time the death card is played, it's government mandating it via your tax dollars. Right? And if anybody stands up to stop it, they get barbecued. Look at the guys in California that went undercover and proved that your government is in bed with Planned Parenthood to traffic in baby body parts. Well, the guys that basically created the undercover videos proving that that's happening with your tax dollars, they're the ones that are being prosecuted in the courts, ladies and gentlemen. This is life and death virtually for everyone. And what I find fascinating about it is the government, the whole purpose of government is supposed to be pro-life, supposed to protect life, liberty, and property, not promote death from womb to tomb. What on earth is going on around here, ladies and gentlemen? And at first you say, well, wow, this is a bad virus. You better be very careful. I understand. But I also understand that your government is literally denying treatment, using the media to to, to peddle the, the disinformation. And then if I stand up, they want to shut me down, deplatform me left and right, saying that I'm the disinformation agent. And if then they I push too far and I imagine I manage to get the word out, then they say that I'm some kind of a domestic threat. Do you see who's forcing it to be war, ladies and gentlemen? It's not me. I want to follow the Prince of Peace, and I want to follow the supreme law of the land, and I want to first do no harm. But for that, I'm dubbed an enemy of the state, right? I'm telling you right now, we better take off the gloves while we can, ladies and gentlemen, and call a spade a spade, or else you won't be able to even speak out and make these points. Make these points. All right, hour one of the can, hour two coming up. Larry Pratt with me. I want to talk more about Texas, more about the heartbeat bill, more about the fact that they're going to deny you traveling across the United States. Are we going to be the United States? And the question is, for how much longer will we be the, quote, United States? We'll talk about that. We'll also talk more about this research that came out and what Rand Paul's doing about it. Rand Paul, the only one with guts speaking out like I am. Very few of us have the guts to take it on. But you are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. We declare this nation shall endure, and we beg God to save our republic. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, Larry Pratt on your radio. This is the broadcast for September the 8th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Bottom line. Many scientists have been concerned about the potential dangers of experiments and the released documents, newly released, they say, will no doubt raise further questions regarding the theory that the CCP virus, that's the Communist Party virus, originated from a lab leak leak in Wuhan, 
China. But you know what? I don't believe that. I think it was intentionally released, ladies and gentlemen, in- intentionally created. All right. They say the materials confirm that the grants supported the construction of novel generic SARS-related COVID viruses that combined a spike gene from one coronavirus with genetic information from another coronavirus and confirmed that the resulting virus they created could affect human cells. The documents make it very clear that assertions by the NIH director, Francis Collins, and the NIAID, whatever that is from that group Fauci's working with, Anthony Fauci, well, he lied when he said it didn't fund gain-of-function research. He got a, He flat-out lied to Congress. Larry Pratt, to me, that's a criminal offense when he fully knows full well that it was funded. When a senator says this was fully funded and he lies and said, no, we didn't fund gain-of-function research, that's not true. And now these documents released. Why we get them a year and a half later, I don't know. But these documents released, well, I guess because it's a FOIA request and whatever we had to, you know. All right. But the bottom line is um, he literally lied to a senator in a public, um, whatever you want to call it. It, it. Literally, I don't know if it's equivalent to under oath or what, but in my opinion, this is criminal activity proven to be the case right now. In August, the World Health Organization urged China to share raw data from the earliest COVID-19 cases, saying that it's vitally important to know how the COVID-19 virus began to spread. But you know what? Why are we waiting on the China team when we have these documents? Why are we basically arguing with Fauci about the truth of this uh, in congressional hearings? Why Why are we letting the media and Fauci browbeat Dr. Rand Paul saying, well, you're not even the right kind of doctor. You don't even know what you're talking about. Why are we letting that happen when the truth is right before our very eyes? They had funding for this all the way into the Trump administration, and the Trump administration stopped it. So we already know they've been funding it beyond a shadow of a doubt. He lied and got caught. Are there going to be any repercussions, Larry Pratt? Well, there was a time when people did have some likelihood of jail time if they lied to Congress. But of course, the problem is that Congress itself tells so many lies that uh, it has to be a really big whopper uh, for anything likely to happen. I would say Rand Paul, Senator Paul from Kentucky, did such a masterful job. It was almost Socratic, the way he drew out Fauci and Fauci pouring his contempt over this senator. Well, it happens that this a uh, stupid senator, uh, until he got into politics, was the guy that people trusted the the eye surgery that they needed, uh, very delicate, small instruments that were uh, used for that. Uh, he was the guy that was doing that kind of ophthalmic uh, uh, surgery. Uh, so for Fauci to try to pull the science card on Rand Paul it just seems to me to be a little... Uh, little tough to uh, put over and um, Paul uh, didn't get angry was a very controlled personality uh, and he just let Fauci go on and on and I think Fauci absolutely disgraced himself uh, at that hearing and uh, you would have thought that uh, most other people would have 
I figured it's time to fold my cards and, and uh, leave the game. Not Fauci. Uh, he's been at this for so long. He's in his 80s. Um, I don't know how a federal bureaucrat makes almost $400,000 a year and is uh, still uh, working at the age of 80 plus. Uh, this guy has been protected and favored in ways that uh, no other bureaucrat uh, has been. Uh, so he's, uh, and let's he's be clear, a, even by the Trump administration. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, he put the con, it seems to me. Uh, he and his colleague, Deborah Burks, uh, the two of them went to uh, uh, President Trump and uh, I think put the con on him about the kind of massive threat to human civilization that we were facing from this annual flu, uh, which does kill people. There's no question about that. Uh, I, I know somebody personally, uh, I knew somebody personally that died of the coronavirus. Uh, he also had worked himself to death. That was his comorbidity. He was totally exhausted. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, it was the coronavirus that zapped him. So, okay, I know it, it's for real, uh, but I don't think I want to trust my uh, my health and my future uh, to people like Anthony Fauci, who admitted uh, that uh, he's sort of a platonic liar uh, for the good of the of the polis, as uh, uh, Plato's liars would have it. Uh, there were noble lies that could be told, and Fauci was telling a noble lie early on uh, that you didn't need a mask. Uh, so that uh, there wouldn't be a run on them for people that were in the health industry. Yeah, or Larry, maybe he told the truth about that, and now he lied when he said we all need them later. And it's hard to figure out which, isn't it, because he That's is right. a liar. <laughs> all right, so two headlines that relate to this. The first one, surprise, surprise, Fosse lied again, tweets Rand Paul. Amen to that reality check. But then Rand Paul went a step further. Senator Rand Paul refers Fauci for criminal complaint. Um, I commend Rand Paul for doing this. I'm disappointed because I don't hear, uh, you know what, 20, 30, 40, 50 plus other senators standing with him. Who's really standing with Rand Paul on this? Anybody? Well, and the truth. No one else seems to care, do they, Larry? And and not this Justice Department. Uh, They're going to take that uh, criminal referral and they're going to say, Oh, isn't that isn't that cute? And they're just going to shelve it, and that's going to be that. Uh, I don't expect anything to happen from it. Uh, but at least he did it, and it's on record. And if, if, if God willing, we're still around for another administration, uh, we might just be able to pick that ball up because it was put into play by Rand Paul. Uh, Rand Paul, I, I thought the conducted himself in a masterful fashion while Dr. Fauci was just pouring contempt over this mere ophthalmologist. What does he know? Uh, Well, he probably uh, knows as much or more than Anthony Fauci uh, and uh, certainly a whole lot easier to deal with than Anthony Fauci. Wow. All right. Well, I find that interesting. I don't know if we'll have any accountability, but I, we need people to stand with Rand Paul on this one. Uh, and I'm telling you right now, I don't understand why there's not 10 or 15 other senators saying, hey, you know what? We need to prosecute. We need to fire Fauci. 
over this. You can't lie to Congress like that and get away with it. Because if we allow that to happen, what's next, Larry? Well, what's Sam, next? If anybody can just lie, if they're if they're above reproach, if you will, then they can just flat out lie to Congress and get away with it. There is one thing that can be done. The Republicans have control of the Senate right now, and they could cut off the money. They could um, put a, an amendment in a spending bill that says uh, all of the money that's being spent for all these different agencies, fine, but none of it may be spent for, uh, and then they could specify Dr. Fauci's salary and or his research projects and just cut him off. And uh, that uh, that would have an immediate effect, and we wouldn't even have to wait for the next uh, congressional or presidential election. So there is at least that one thing, money. And I think money is a big deal for, for Dr. Fauci. Uh, so uh, let's use the, uh, uh, the tools that we have. Uh, it's not as much as you and I would like, but it's uh, certainly not negligible. When you're talking about a man's salary, then you could cut it off. I guess Rand Paul gave them 90 days to report back. But you know what? I don't know anybody who's standing with Rand. Rand Paul to make criminal referral to the DOJ. But is anybody standing with Rand? I don't know of any other senators that are speaking out or saying anything about it. Anything I look up, I can't find any support at all. And so I find that interesting that the Republicans aren't really doing anything. But then they well, want us to go ahead and reelect them in 22? And Rand Paul himself needs to be putting forth uh, measures in the Senate that would cut off the money. Uh, because the one thing that they can do right now, so hopefully... He'll take the lead on this since he's the one that has been wrestling with Fauci. And uh, hopefully then we'll see whether the Republicans will uh, stand with him, because that would be something very concrete that would have immediate results. Uh, if you cut off Fauci's money, uh, he uh, All right, ladies and gentlemen, hang tight. Larry Pratt with me. All I can tell you is these people are criminals and we better stop them now or else you're going to die because you can't get any medications, known solutions for deadly viruses produced by them. Liberty Roundtable Live. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? 
in churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Senator Rand Paul refers Fauci for criminal complaint. Good for Rand. I'm grateful he put it on the record, but I don't see anybody supporting Rand, so it's probably DOA. But I pray that it's successful because this guy's a flat-out criminal. Now, Rolling Stone magazine got caught peddling false information. Headline says Rolling Stone magazine has been called out for publishing a false Story about hospitals in Oklahoma being overrun by ivermectin overdoses. Well, it turns out, ladies and gentlemen, that isn't even close to true. Uh, the doctor that went on TV talking about it turns out that he's not even employed by them, and he hasn't worked in their hospitals for a couple of months. The story has been flat-out debunked. Rolling Stone gets their head handed to them. Uh, but nobody seems to care. They haven't been deplatformed on anything, Larry. That was pretty shameful that a doctor would uh, do something like that. Um, he got caught, and happily he's no longer with that hospital. But uh, there would seem to be there was more going on than we'll probably ever know. But that was not the sound of a of a scientific type of guy. It sounds as, as if he had uh, uh, maybe a score to settle. Uh, that he was trying to bring down. Uh, the hospital that he'd been associated with, and we don't know why he left the hospital. A lot we don't know. And uh, it, it just doesn't, I don't think, speak well for that doctor that he would say something like that. But here's what we know. The propaganda peddled by that doctor by Rolling Stone magazine is flat out debunked by the hospital itself. It's totally bogus, <laughs> fake news, intentionally manipulating people against ivermectin to believe it's not safe or effective or good or warranted or anything else. Yeah. Well, uh, what a, a length that the establishment will go to in order to, to put the kibosh on uh, ivermectin in particular. Um, ivermectin, uh, we know people that have used it successfully uh, as, as certainly you do and uh, it just seems to me that uh, for whatever reason there is an official campaign uh, trying to debunk it and uh, I guess the only thing I can think of is sort of the Bill Gates view of public policy uh, the fewer people we have to control the easier it is to control them uh, Bill Gates of Microsoft uh, is quite uh, uh, quite big into population control, and uh, 
here we have evidence that some of these folks are they're not just talking about controlling population by killing people in their mother's wombs. Um, they're also looking for other creative ways to uh, eliminate the human population. And it looks as if they've seen um, uh, the coronavirus as a, a great opportunity for them to do what they wanted to do anyway. Now, I find the United States isn't going to be so united anymore, ladies and gentlemen, whether it be protocols on the coronavirus, whether you got to wear masks or wear two masks or whatever you got to do, whether you got to prove vaccination, you know, your vaccination papers kind of a thing. I don't know, but it's getting more difficult to travel. Uh, Joe Biden considering a travel ban if you don't have vaccination uh, papers. Different states having all kinds of different requirements, etc. Well, if that doesn't break up the United States, here's what might. The pro-life legislation, the Heartbeat Act in Texas that passed, the liberals are out of their minds on this. And the folks in Oregon are taking particular interest in Texas. So now, in Portland, Oregon, I guess, the city council there and others are basically saying, look, we're going to try to prevent travel and trade with the Texans. And uh, so Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick hit back hard against the ultra-liberal city of Portland after they attempted to literally ban travel to Texas in response to the heartbeat bill designed to protect life. So remember a couple of years ago, they had uh, some things happen in Carolina, and then a bunch of states and a bunch of governments were saying, well, we're not going to bunch of businesses and companies. We're not going to go to Carolina to produce our uh, films or anything else because they're whatever. I can't remember what the, the debate was. But the point is, we're not going to have people come here. We're going to beat them up with that economy and trade and, and travel and everything else, and you're going to suffer for this. Well, now you see basically Oregon, Portland, Oregon, trying to penalize Texas for their stance on pro-life. You're going to start to see the red and blue states divide more and more and more to where it won't even be safe or appropriate or uh, you won't be able to travel, uh, and they're going to literally uh, start to divide, economically speaking, and more on a variety of issues, whether it be vaccines, whether it be pro-life, whether it be the uh, climate change discussions, which is now becoming front and center. We'll get into that in just a second. But they're getting serious about this, and I pretty I believe that the United States won't be very united as we go forward, Larry Pratt. The evidence is right there in Oregon from about what you're pointing to. Uh, there are a number of counties uh, that uh, abut uh, Idaho, and um, they are seriously uh, exploring how they might be able to perhaps have a referendum and in any way end up being counties of Idaho and no longer counties uh, controlled by the big city of Portland. Uh, in the otherwise rural uh, Oregon, uh, they they are seriously hoping to leave uh, the state of Oregon and go where it's a little bit more hospitable. And so what what you're talking about, the country uh, having fault lines, uh, indeed we can see them, and they're probably only going to get more uh, visible and uh, more uh, perhaps uh, – unrepairable uh, because unless people change the way they're thinking uh, 
and I can't imagine people willing to uh, uh, bend their neck and become serfs to the liberal uh, regimes uh, of cities like Portland or cities like uh, uh, even Houston and Texas or New York City or whatever. Uh, there's There are these divides uh, that are clear in this country, and if the liberals keep pushing, uh, they're going to have uh, a bunch of cities that are filled with welfare recipients, Democrat voters, uh, who are not, by and large, the ones that are producing and uh, what this country needs to keep on functioning. And so we, we could well have two Americas, and I don't think you want to end up being in that part of America uh, that is uh, downtown Baltimore or downtown New York City or something like that, because those are not good places even at this time. And it's not going to get any better if they keep going the way they're going. All right. Now, not only is Oregon trying to punish anybody going to Texas, uh, just imagine that, ladies and gentlemen, but you're starting to see a greater breach in the, quote, red and blue states, if you will. And it's going to get worse. Okay, now actress Bette Mettler wants liberal women to hold a sex strike until Texas abortion ban is overturned. So no sex for anybody if Bette Mettler has her way until they overturn this pro-life agenda in Texas. Now, you could say she's nobody. She's done this before. That's all true. But when you get governments literally trying to outlaw travel to Texas, when you get governments literally trying to penalize states economically, when you get lead people who, for some reason, they give these people clout saying, hey, let's hold a sex strike. When you get, you put these 10, 20, 30, 40 things together, Planned Parenthood armed with tons of money, the battle's on on many fronts, and then we'll get to adding climate change to this in just a second. Uh, but I'm telling you right now, I've, I'm thinking that the United States is going to become a hostile place for travel and safety before you know it, Larry. Well, that's certainly a distinct possibility, and it, it's only likely to get more so if the uh, liberal cities um, that uh, typically are not very productive, and certainly their populations tend to be heavily dependent on government largesse, uh, if they want to keep going in that direction, uh, that's likely to make them quite vulnerable and I don't think that's a real good business model down the road. Uh, I don't think they've thought about that because uh, heretofore, money is just like grown on trees. Uh, they just vote another bill through and uh, in comes the money. Uh, but uh, that's uh, something that Rand Paul has pointed to. Historically, those kinds of ways of thinking have a way of ending other violence. Hang tight. Time's sure flying when you're having fun. Larry Pratt on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about all kinds of things that are dividing the states, ladies and gentlemen. Will the states be the United States going forward? I pray the answer is yes, but predict plenty of turmoil. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
USA Radio News with Lance Pry. More than 900 pages obtained through the Freedom of Information Act by the Intercept publication exposes Dr. Anthony Fauci for lying and the Wuhan Research Facility as possibly ground zero for COVID-19, all paid for with U.S. tax dollars. Former President Trump weighs in on Newsmax TV. Well, it's a terrible thing when you look at it and you look at the different uh, data that's coming in and it's coming in pretty fast and fast and furious, as they say. It's not good. And I think it's a total disgrace. The mayor of Acapulco, Mexico, Adela Roman, is reporting nervous breakdowns because so many aftershocks, natural gas leaks, and landslides. A 7.1 earthquake struck just outside Acapulco, Mexico, about 2 a.m. local time Wednesday morning. Electricity and telephone lines have gone out for nearly 1.6 million people in the area. Buildings were reported to have been shaking in Mexico City, 230 miles away from the quake's epicenter. USA Radio News. You take steps to stay healthy when at the pharmacy picking up vitamins or filling a prescription. May I help you? Take another healthy step right now and ask the pharmacist how Prevnar 13 can help protect you from pneumococcal pneumonia, a potentially serious bacterial lung disease. If you're 65 or older, a trip to the pharmacy is a lot more pleasant than a trip to the hospital because of pneumococcal pneumonia. Help protect yourself with the Prevnar 13 pneumococcal 13-valent conjugate vaccine, diphtheria CRM197 protein. Prevnar 13 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 13 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 13 does not protect against all strains of the disease. Stop by the pharmacy today and ask about Prevnar 13. Learn more at Prevnar13.com. Don't get Prevnar 13 if you have had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with a weakened immune system may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-866-694-9300 or visit Prevnar13.com. The Biden administration is requesting tens of billions of dollars for disaster relief. Dan Rocky from the Ohio USA Radio News Bureau explains. The White House is requesting around $24 billion in emergency aid from Congress to assist in the recovery from recent natural disasters. Officials said that about $14 billion of their requests would address disasters and extreme weather from the past 18 months, and an additional $10 billion would be needed for the response to Hurricane Ida. The Biden administration is asking for the disaster funding to be included in a continuing resolution needed to be passed through Congress before the end of the fiscal year on September 30th to avoid a government shutdown. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. Dr. Anthony Fauci has been accused of lying after newly released documents appear to contradict his claims that the National Institute of Health did not fund gain-of-function research at China's Wuhan lab. The nonprofit The Intercept released detailed documents given to EcoHealth Alliance, the group that funneled federal funds to the Wuhan Institute of Virology for altering mutant viruses. USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it just gets worse the more you dig into this thing, ladies and gentlemen. I know it sounds like we're going back and forth between a bunch of stories, and we are on purpose because they're all linked. All right, listen to this. Family, war vet Pete Lopez of Texas died. After hospital ignored court order for ivermectin. This is the stuff we're talking about. I almost died because of this. Well, poor Pete, a war veteran, couldn't get the help he needed because they said, hey, that, you know, COVID-19 ain't safe and effective. So they threw him on a ventilator and then they just let him die. And they say, hey, we're, we're basically carrying out medical best practice. And the family says, we'll never know if ivermectin could have saved him because we were never given the choice where's the pro-choice people when you need them oh they're busy killing babies and 
running around as women trying to deny men sex and everything else, right? Ladies and gentlemen, we've lost our minds. We've turned away from God. The red and blue states are dividing. It's going to get worse. Now Joe Biden wants to throw climate change into the mix because he knows the fiasco uh, from war is uh, in his face. He knows the failure on COVID-19 is in his face. He knows his ratings are at an all-time low, so now he wants to bring up another issue. Biden calls code red on climate change, pushing a trillion-dollar they say infrastructure plan, as far as I can tell, from Pete Sepp at the National Taxpayers Union. All the things they're pushing for are closer to $9 trillion, but I digress. Biden calls Code Red on this infrastructure plan, ladies and gentlemen. He said the nation and the world are in peril, the president said. And that's not hyperbole. That's a fact. President Biden warned America. Americans on Tuesday that Hurricane Ida's lethal destruction was the sure sign of a nation and a world in peril from climate change. And they then said, quote, drastic action would be needed to prevent extreme weather patterns from worsening. Think about that kind of a statement and how will that fit into the mix for you in your life? Larry Pratt? Hurricanes back when we were being warned about the coming global winter. Global cooling was the big threat. Uh, and, of course, uh, when you remind some of these climate scientists uh, that that's what their uh, group was warning us about uh, just a few years ago, uh, never mind. Just keep on, you know, uh, who do you believe, us or your lying eyes? <laughs> Frankly, uh, not you guys. <laughs> but by the time they put the pro-life, pro-death issue before the states, by the time, and they push that onto the states, by the time they deal with climate change to the states, by the time they deal with COVID to the states, I'm telling you right now, states are going in absolutely 180 different directions on this stuff all over the country, Larry. Uh, which is, of course, the, the way America was designed to function. Uh, that's why we're supposed to have uh, states that can make their own minds up in a, a whole array of uh, public policy areas. Uh, and it's only in the last, uh, well, since really Franklin Delano Roosevelt, uh, that there's been an effort to have Washington impose a uniform way of thinking and acting and policy uh, at the various state levels. Uh, but it was always intended for the states to, to be like little laboratories, uh, and they would be free to choose their own way. And if they uh, had the wrong uh, policy that they've selected, well, they would then have to bear the, the consequence of it, and the others would hopefully learn from that lesson. Amen. But if we're not careful, the states are going to get so polar opposite, so full of hate, so full of political division that you may not be able to travel from state to state, ladies and gentlemen. You may not be able to have your driver's license work in a certain state if you don't have a vaccine or if you don't uh, embrace certain climate change. They're putting this all into a credit system uh, like they've done in China, where, you know what, if you don't, if you're not environmentally friendly and or if you're not vaccinated and or. Uh, if you have the wrong views on pro-life or pro-death or whatever the case be, 
you know what? You don't have the credit, the wherewithal to be a normal citizen with all your rights, uh, et cetera. And they're backing into this kind of tracking and kind of manipulation. Forget the race division for class. Forget the dollars division for class. Now it'll be a, quote, global appropriate citizen credit debate about whether you're worthy or not. Larry? Yeah, which, of course, is exactly what the Chinese uh, have developed for some time. And the idea that we would be heading in the direction of a totalitarian dictatorship uh, is not very comforting. And uh, Fauci has benefited from this financially. So the fact that he's worked with these totalitarians uh, doesn't alarm him at all because he's benefited personally uh, and handsomely uh, from working uh, with big government, with the Chinese, uh, his uh, whole experience working with the Chinese uh, uh, Institute of Virology or whatever it's called, where they develop these uh, nasty little bugs, um, well, you know, too bad. Uh, he's made out quite well. Thank, thank you very much. And this is all science, don't you know? All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, I don't know where Joe Biden's going to go with this, but when a guy like Joe says we're going to have to have drastic action, Larry Pratt, to deal with this, you know, fact of the world's in turmoil, peril. Hey, this isn't hyperbole. That's a fact. When he says drastic action, what do you think drastic action from Joe means? Well, he may not know himself, but I imagine that those around him know exactly what they mean. And it means that they're going to be able to tell uh, people to shut up and do what you're told, just like they do over in China, where we've been so happily working uh, with those folks for so many years now. Uh, we haven't had any problem with that, have we? Why are you so obstreperous? Why are you trying to overturn the apple cart? Uh, things are going very smoothly uh, until you started opening your yap. And I think that's what they have against uh, Senator Paul. Uh, Senator Paul uh, is capable of actually thinking. Uh, he is a trained scientist. Uh, he's capable of doing and has done operations uh, of incredible delicacy. And uh, for, I, I still uh, marvel at Fauci uh, sitting there questioning the scientific uh, credentials of Senator Paul, when <laughs> thank you very much, but I'll I'll put my hands in the scientific expertise of Senator Paul long before I'm willing to do the same with lying Fauci. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, it's a very scary world we're living in. I'll tell you that right now. But I got a solution for you, Larry. I got a I got a a, a message of hope, my friend. Are you ready for it? Shoot. All right, man. Um, woo! Do you know who Mark Lore is? L O R E, Mark Lore. I don't think so. Neither did I until I read this article, but Mark Lore is the former president of Walmart, okay? Yeah. Kind of a big shot. But anyway, he's gone on to greener pastures, he's not with Walmart anymore. Headline says, former Walmart president Mark Lore reveals a plan for a $400 billion utopian city to be 
created in the U.S. desert. They say the mission statement for the new planned city is to create a more equitable and sustainable future that can become a blueprint of future generations. Billionaire and former Walmart president Mark Lohr helped outline a plan for a $400 billion metropolis tabbed the new city in America to be built in the desert if properly funded, backed by, they say, a 150-acre design proposal with eco-friendly architecture, sustainable energy production, and a drought-resistant water system. A focal point of the city, they say. They say eventually it'll be like 5 million people in this utopian city. They're going to rise in the middle of the desert, don't you know? Will be its, quote, transportation. Okay? With They call it Telosa Streets. I don't know what that means. Do you know what Telosa Streets mean? No idea. All right, look up Telosis for me, Cameron. What I would hope is, Sam, is that if they're going to spend their own money, then have a good day and and go and do it. No, no, stop, stop, stop. That's what we're getting to. Um, (laughs) We're going to look up what Telosis streets are. Then I'm going to come back and brief Larry on the rest of the plan. I agree with Larry. If they want to go ahead and do it with their own cash, have a good time. That's not what they have planned for your tax dollars, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Liberty Roundtable Live with Larry Pratt on your radio. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. 
Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Telosis is like this term. They say Telosis streets prioritize bikes and pedestrians as well as slow-moving autonomous cars that share the streets with people in nature. Yeah. They got training centers, cultural institutions spilling out onto the streets where shaded public spaces encourage residents to come together. Yeah, they're talking about a gridded city of 5 million people, this utopian city, put together by a Walmart, former Walmart president billionaire. They say it'll prioritize bikes and pedestrians. Their goal is to jettison the fossil fuel that's been so destructive, don't you know? The official website for Telosa, I guess that's this city, right? Yeah, Telosa's this city. They cite that a billion people will be affected by climate change in, by 2050. That figure, ladies and gentlemen, falls in line with a United Nations climate change report that just came out in August, dubbed a code red for humanity, noting that Earth could reach 1.5 degrees. I don't understand this. 1.5 degrees C by 2040. I don't know if that means an increase of 1.5 degrees. I just their their talk is so vague. I think intentionally so, to where it's hard to know what they're really even talking about. I think they're talking about a 1.5 degrees Celsius increase. They say it's unclear what American desert is being targeted for the project. Let me tell you the places they're considering though. Ready? Nevada, Utah, Idaho, Arizona, Texas, and the Appalachian region are all options per the city's official website. Larry, are you ready to move, buddy? Because come on, this is for you. Um, you know, I I don't think I have that kind of pioneer spirit. I think I'll just wait and see how it works out. Um, we've, <laughs> we've heard this kind of talk before, and um, it usually ends up having to have, be bailed out by – uh, folks like you and me who stayed behind anyway uh, working because we didn't see the virtue of just jumping onto the first wagon uh, and moving on out to uh, Westward Ho. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I just don't have that kind of adventure of spirit, sorry. And uh, when uh, we find out that these guys are not talking about a true pioneer spirit, whether on their own, and any monies uh, that are not theirs, they raised themselves voluntarily from others. No, uh, you know, and that's the way. For instance, the Pilgrims got to this country. 
a lot of them didn't have all that much money. Uh, and so companies were formed, and the companies brought them over. Um, and some of them came even as indentured servants so that they could uh, pay for their way in that fashion. Um, I don't think I'm ready to be an indentured servant uh, to somebody that thinks he uh, is going to be directing the future of my life and that of my family uh, in, in ways that uh, are totally beyond any kind of economic or political control. Uh, uh, these the people are unhinged, people... Larry. Here's what Mark Lore says about this. We have a chance to prove a new model for society. Do you want a new model for society? I thought the one that was 200 years old, backed by the supreme law of the land, worked great and has a track record. But this has no track record. But we can prove, he says, a new model for society that offers people a higher quality of life and greater opportunity, Lore said in a statement. He says, when I look out 30 years from now, I imagine equitism serving as a blueprint for other cities. So I don't know what the name of the city is. I don't know if it's equitism or uh, anyway. And even the world, it'll be a place of pride for all who live there, Larry. And the streets will be paved with gold. I can see it. Almost, sir. Almost, yeah. (laughs) They say, while the city being built is not funded... They have uh, these these big, huge people. They say the first groups that would move there would be 50,000 people. Now, here's the deal when you study it. You don't really own land there, Larry. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Why don't you move to a city where you don't own land? They're going to take advantage of all incentives to build the city, looking for money from anywhere and everywhere. Uh, All I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, is, again, this is disaster in the making. These communists always have a utopian idea. Okay, why don't we basically get the land back from the federal government in the West? There's plenty of land. Why don't you just um, get out of the way, get government off the land, and have the people homestead like they used to do? That would be a much freer, safer way to go about it. But, no, they want a former Walmart executive, Mark Lohr, to go ahead and build a utopian city just for you, uh, saying that if we don't, the environmental reality of our abuse is going to just destroy us. But this city can save us. Larry? We should keep uh, in mind that we've been told for a long time that, well, uh, 30 years from now, it's really going to go to pot. It's just going to be terrible. And they keep moving the goalposts so that it's just over the horizon and it's kind of untestable and unprovable. And you have to have a pretty good memory to look back and realize that, hey, these guys have been selling the same moonshine for quite some time and uh, nobody uh, uh, benefits from it. But it's certainly a great con, and they make out pretty well. All right, so check this out. They say nobody will own land in this thing, at least initially. 
Now, when they say at least initially, they want you to believe that you'll own land later. But trust you me, when are they going to give you back your land? Uh, you know, we own your land now. We're going to give it to you later. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, how dumb are we? But anyway, here's the interesting thing about this thing. They say that this thing, I guess it shows plenty of open space and greenery. With an underlying premise that at least initially, none of the land will be privately owned. Instead, all land will remain in what's called a community endowment that will pump any money brought in from increasing land values into social services for residents, reports Bloomberg. So there you have it. I mean, they're blatantly telling you that you're not even going to have any land in this thing. How many people do you think will move to a place like this, Larry? Sadly, I believe a lot will. They'll think it'll just save their whole world. I mean, you're going to offer me a job and give me a house, and then this is going to be incredible. Now, if we could just figure a way to keep our pocketbooks immune from what these folks are up to, then let's invite them to move out to the desert and God bless them. Maybe they'll uh, be able to do all right. Uh, but if they don't, don't come looking to me, please, because um, I didn't buy into the original idea. And so I won't benefit from any of the great success that might result. But I'm also not prepared to bail out the failures that uh, could also more likely result. Anyway, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. When Joe Biden literally talks about what did he say? Extreme action needs to be taken. And then when you got this whacked out Walmart executive thinking we can put a system together where everybody will cooperate, nobody will own land. I mean, they're literally backing socialism, flat out communism in your face. And then when it comes to the Wuhan virus, we're not taking on the communists over this. We're partnering with them and funding them to build it. And then when we get caught, we lie. And then what we do is we run around deny Americans appropriate treatment that we're willing to give the refugees. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got an upside-down world in America. The British uh, sang World Upside Down uh, when they got beat back in the day. Now America's singing World Upside Down. When we find out rogue agents in our government are literally turning against the people in every way. And you can say I've overstated the issue if you choose, but I invite, I invite you to look around. This poor Army veteran died. Mr. Lopez died in Texas because the, the hospital had no choice. He was on a ventilator, no options left. And then the family says, please give him ivermectin. A doctor literally prescribes it, but the hospital refuses, and the guy dies. And what we say is, why would we give him that horsey medicine anyway? Have we lost our collective minds, ladies and gentlemen? We have absolutely, I, I don't know what we've done, but now the states are at all at odds on this pro-life bill, so we can't even stand up for the babies. We can't stand up for the veterans. We can't even possibly consider ivermectin. That stuff's dangerous. But yet we can consider experimental vaccines where the SARS database is proving there's death and harm from these vaccines. Big time, well over 14,000 deaths attributed so far and 500 plus thousands adverse reactions. Many of them serious as all get out. And we're going to say don't try horsey medicine knowing full well that the government gives it to the refugees and said that it was safe and effective back in 2015? 
Oh, but not for use for COVID. All I'm telling you, uh, we've got a new world. And uh, it's time to find out who your friends are, Larry. Final thought to you. Well, and you've got people that have been vaccinated that end up getting COVID uh, as much or more uh, than people that have not been vaccinated. Probably the best thing that we've been able to figure in all of this is uh, do everything you can yourself to be healthy, exercise, a proper diet, uh, using things like ivermectin, uh, getting it online if you have to, since you may not be able to go down to your local drugstore and get it. Uh, we're on our own, uh, which is often uh, uh, the way it's been. And let's just face it, that's the way it is right now. And uh, let's deal with that. Uh, we can complain about it, but let's be in action in the meantime. And I'm all for uh, complaining uh, when we can do something about it politically. But in the meantime, each one of us has our own self and our families to be responsible for. And we can do things that will make a difference. Well, I know this. They're trying to plan this city, possibly considering uh, Utah or Idaho, my states, uh, as options. I pray they don't come there. Yeah, there goes the neighborhood. All right, Joe Rogan plans to sue CNN because they've lied. They mocked him for taking horsey medicine, and he pushes back and says, I probably need to sue CNN for fake news. Amen to that. This is where we need to stand up, ladies and gentlemen, to make a difference. We've got to speak out, and then we've got to back our speech with acts of effort for solutions. That's why I back Rand Paul in the criminal complaint against Fauci. That's why I back Joe Rogan suing CNN, and that's why I back you and I doing our very best to find alternative treatments to stay well, even though your government's against you in this. Pray hard. Get on your knees and repent before God. He will protect you. That's a biblical promise from your almighty God, your Father in heaven. Trust him. Turn to him. Those are the real solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, this nation shall endure. For Larry Pratt and Sam Bushman, LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net, God save the republic.